0: You're listening to Renewal by the Book, a Qur'an tafsir podcast based on Imam Al-Ghazali's Ihya. This podcast is brought to you by Seekers Hub. This Ramadan, our goal is to raise $75,000 in monthly donations to build a global Islamic seminary so that dedicated students all over the world can complete their journeys and become Islamic scholars. You can help them by becoming a monthly donor at seekershub.org slash donate. بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين وصلى الله وسلم وبارك على سيدنا ونبينا وحبيبنا محمد وعلى آله وأصحابه Allah تسليما اللهم ربنا لك الحمد على نعمت علينا من لا الحمد in the sessions on renewal by the book we're we're looking at the salvific virtues, and tonight we're going to look at divine oneness, hope, and fear, and what they entail. And we're going to look at this slightly differently from how we've been looking at some of the verses before, because to appreciate hope and fear, one of the ways we can do this is by looking at a beautiful genre of Quranic studies. The ulama looked in the in their works on the sciences of the Quran on what are the most most distinguished verses from different types of considerations so one of the considerations that they said is which verses are the most hopeful verses in the Quran which verses are the most fear inducing verses in the Quran right which are the most which are the verses that mention the greatest reward in the Qur'an. Right? So there's, this is one of the genres that many ulama discussed, and one of the reasons that they, that they did this was for the purpose of encourage us to consider what's in the Qur'an, right? and to get us thinking right? what verse mentions the greatest reward. What verse does this? What verse does that? Right? And this appears to have been from the, from the practice of the earliest Muslims as well. Because it is mentioned from many of the companions that they discussed what, what is Arja aya fil Qur'an. What is the most hopeful verse of the Qur'an? What is Akhwafu aya fil Qur'an? The most fear-inducing verse in the Qur'an. So we we will look at hope and fear from this angle. The verses of hope and fear and then look at what they express about Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and what they express about what they express about us as servants of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So in this genre, amongst those who've written about this are two of the great Imams of Islam, Imam al Suyuti and Imam Az Imam both discuss this at length. And you know, Arja in the Qur'an and ayat in the Qur'an. When it comes to the verses of hope Imam Siyuti, Imam Zarkashi and others mentioned that there's at least 42 different opinions on what is arja ayatin fil Qur'an. What's the most hope-inducing verse in the Qur'an? Numerous of these opinions are related from the early Muslims. And, and we won't be mentioning all of these because there simply isn't, the, isn't time. But we'll look at a, a couple of them that highlight having hope in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. One of these, which and is the verse where it says there's a call not to despair. Right. And this verse from the 39th surah, verse 53, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala addresses the Prophet sallallahu alayhi يَا عِبَادِيَ الَّذِينَ أَسْرَفُوا عَلَىٰ أَنفُسِهِمْ O my servants who have exceeded the limits against their own selves who have truly and utterly wronged themselves لا تَخْنَطُوا مِنْ rahmatillah Never despair from the mercy of Allah إِنَّ اللَّهَ يَغْفِرُ الذُّنُوبَ جَمِيعًا For truly Allah Forgives all sins. Truly, it is He alone who is the all forgiving and most merciful. And this is related by two of the greatest of the Sahaba, Abdullah ibn Mas'ud and Abdullah ibn Umar, as being the most hopeful verse in the. Quran. Why? Because, firstly, of course, there's an immediacy in this verse. Normally, you'd say, say that Allah says, right? Because when you tell someone to relate something, you'd put that, because the Prophet is not saying, say. My servants, the Prophet meant to tell them that Allah says, O my servants. But because of the immediacy of this, that is dropped from the statement. Say, O my servants. I normally say, Say to them that Allah says, O my servants. But the the immediacy of what is being promised here is such that all that is dropped away from it. Say, O my servants. I say, O oh Prophet, O oh my servants. And Allah addresses them, addresses people who have truly wronged themselves. And Israf is being wasteful. Right? Is being wasteful. Who've truly been wasteful. Gone beyond the limits completely. Right? So it's not just you made a mistake, you messed up. But you've gone way out there. Allah addresses right, those way out there, Ya ibadi, O my servants. Why? Because your reality is that you are Allah's. You are Allah's. He created you and you belong to Him. So this is the basis of understanding why we have hope. Because we belong to Allah. Allah wants mercy for us. And Allah wants mercy for us. But the challenge is, do we want to accept that mercy? Right? Allah's mercy is an essential attribute of Allah Subh'anaHu Wa Ta-A'la, Right? It is essential to who He is and how He has chosen to deal with His creation. He has created on the basis of mercy. And He could have chosen to create us on the basis of pain, right, the Quran could have begun, glory be to the destroyer and crusher, and that's Allah too, right, that, you know, you come into existence and you'd be crushed, and then you sort of squeeze out of that crushedness, and you get re-crushed, right. And instead of being Ar-Rahman, he could be the most crushing. But he didn't. He chose to deal that he is Ar-Rahman, the all-merciful. That, oh my servants. And he created the human being as his most chosen of all creation. And he created them in paradise for paradise. But there's a test that will you... Seek Allah's mercy. That is hope. That Allah wants mercy for you. Hope is to turn to that mercy and to seek it. لا تقنطوا من رحمة الله. Never despair of the mercy of Allah. Because it is, it is there and it is waiting. And who are you? This verse tells us. You are the servant of Allah. Right? And this is the ultimate empowerment. Doesn't matter how much you messed up. You are not the sinner, you are not the corrupt, you are not the, the one who's doubting, you are not the one who is tempted, you are not this and that, you are the servant of Allah. Why? Because He is created, you belong to Him. Right? You may, it's like gold, right? The gold could be dipped, thrown in mud, but it's still gold, it may be covered over by mud, but it's still, it's still gold. And what is your essential reality? You are the servant of Allah. And He wants mercy for you. Hope is to turn to that mercy and then to seek it. That's why the ulama define hope as being seeking that which is desired and then taking the aims to attain, taking the means to attain it. That's what hope is. And hope returns to knowing our merciful Lord. And who is Allah? Who is Allah? Truly, it is He who is the all-forgiving. Because it returns to the absoluteness of Allah's will and power. And Allah has willed to forgive all sins if you repent from them. And if you repent from them, He has guaranteed that He will forgive them. And even if you don't repent from sins, He's left it to His will. The one who dies not having repented from their sins, their matter is with their Lord. If he wish, he could forgive even that. So he is the all-forgiving and most merciful. The Rahim is the intensely merciful. So this is the absoluteness of who Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is. And there's no, none other who is unconditionally forgiving. Even in family, you mess up once, twice, three times, eventually you get in serious trouble or worse. So this is, according to many, the most hopeful verse in the Qur'an. And this is, especially if one messes up, this is a, a verse to remind ourselves of. Others said... And this is a related from Sayyidina Ali, Ibn Abi Talib, as mentioned by, um, as mentioned by Abu Naim in his Hilya, And your Lord will surely give you such that you will be truly pleased. وَلَسَوْفَ يُعْطِيكَ رَبُكَ فَتَرْضَى There's a general meaning to this and a specific meaning. The specific meaning relates to the Prophet وسلم, whose concern was his ummah. And he would spend entire nights praying to to Allah subhanahu ta'ala, standing in prayer, in tuazibhum fa'innahum ibaduk, and that if you punish them, they're but your servants. But if you forgive them, truly you are the all-forgiving most merciful. He'd repeat this one verse on more than one night. The whole night with his w- beard dripping with tears out of concern for his ummah. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala sent Sayyidina Jibreel to tell the Prophet, وسلم, Inna la fi ummatika. we will not let you down regarding your community. Okay? And this assurance was given to him directly and in the Quran as well, and your Lord will surely give you such that you will be truly pleased. Right? And the specific meaning relates to the Prophet and his concern for his Ummah. But of course, the that relates to us striving at least to be of the Ummah of the Prophet salam right? Of those who, are, at the very least, have the commitment and concern to follow. The Prophet in form but also in spirit. And what is the spirit of following the Prophet? It is mercy. Al Rahimuna Rahman. It is the merciful who are granted mercy by the all merciful. Right? This verse also has general implications. Right? It reminds us that hope arises from remembering the next life that this life is not meant to be enjoyable لَقَدْ خَلَقْنَا الْإِنسَانَ فِي كَبَدْ We have created man, the human being, in toil and struggle So if you don't think that things are, are tough, because you're not getting the test okay? If you don't think that, that things are difficult, then you're not getting the test you're being tested because you're deluded right? It's meant to be a test right? Reward is not found in this life This is a theologic, It's a point of belief That the reward of our actions is not found in this life It is found in the next The enjoyments of this life are just meant to be little Tastes, reminders, encouragements Confirmations of what is to come It is also reminding us that who are we dealing with? And truly, your Lord will give you. You will be given by your Lord. And the word Rabb, although it's translated as Lord, which has a sense of majesty, but the word Rabb is from the names of mercy. The Rabb is the one who cares continually. Towards what is ultimately good for their object of care. Right? So that's why Lord could be translated as your caring Lord, your cherisher, as I think Yusuf Ali or one of the old translators translated as, right? has a sense of caring. Right? Your Lord, he cares for you, but what you have to do is to accept that. Right? Is to accept that. And how are we given? We're given through accepting the way of the Prophet ﷺ. Right? That is the condition. That is the condition. There are numerous verses of fear. We will just look at two of them. One, Imam Abu Hanifa was asked, what is the most fear-inducing verse in the Qur'an? And Imam Abu Hanifa, not to go for the obvious, he said, وَتَّقُ النَّارَ الَّتِي للكافرين. From Surah Ali Imran, Verse 131. Be mindful of the fire that has been prepared for the disbelievers. And this is related from Imam Abu Hanifa. Why? He says this address is to the believers. Be be mindful of the fire that has been prepared for the disbelievers. That don't feel safe. I don't feel safe. And you read about what will happen to the to the al-kafirin. He said what a bunch of losers. They deserve it. Right? As for me, I'm a Muslim. Yay. Right? Jannatul Firdaus. Here we come. I don't feel safe because your ending is unknown. Your ending is unknown. So when the verses warning of punishment are mentioned in the Quran, And this is Wat taqwa nar. Taqwa is a quality of believers. Have taqwa. Be mindful of the fire that was promised to disbelievers, because you have no guarantee that you will retain your faith. You have no deservingness for what you have. Are you sufficiently grateful for it to be preserved? Right. So the and that the basis of fear is to know who is Allah Subhanahu wa Taala. The fear of the believer is not contingent. That if I mess up, I fear. No. You fear because you know who is your Lord. That just as He is the most merciful, He is the most majestic and all-powerful. Which is why Sayyidina Umar, one of those of, who are the, of the Ten Promised Paradise, said, if I had one foot in Paradise, I would not feel safe from Allah until I had my second foot in Paradise. Why? Because you have awe of the maqam of the station of your Lord. Right. Your, your heart is between two fingers of the all-merciful who can turn it whichever way he wills. Right. But we also see in this that you take the Quran personally. When it's talking about Firaun, don't say, What a loser. Right? Are you a Pharaoh? If not, anything else, are you a do you, Do you take yourself as Lord? Do you take your whim as Lord? When it talks about the people who went astray, who amassed their wealth and did this and refused, it is all about you. Others said that the most fear-inducing verse for a believer in the Quran is in the 25th surah, verse 23, وَقَدِمْنَا إِلَى مَا عَمِلُوا مِنْ عَمَلِ And we will regard what they have done of deeds. فَجَعَلْنَاهُ هَبَاءً And make them as dust dispersed. Right? That don't feel secure if you do the good. Why? That have fear of Allah even when you do the good because... The condition for the acceptance of your works Is that they were sincere for the sake of Allah Subh'anaHu Wa Ta-A'la. Your actions are just an empty shell Whose life-giving reality is sincerity If the sincerity is not there They're just like propped up They're just like propped up Dead wood right? And it'll be blown away It'll be blown away So don't feel safe even if you do the good because you don't know if you are sufficiently sincere. Were you as sincere as Allah deserved? You don't know. So that's why our hope is unconditional even if we completely mess up because our hope is in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, not in our good deeds. And our fear is not of our bad deeds. Our fear is of the station and rank and majesty of our Lord. And we don't know if we have been sufficiently sincere to Him, right? And Ibn Kathir has a beautiful tafsir of this, but we can't go into it. So, what's the servant's response to realizing who Allah Subhanahu wa Taala is? Between hope and fear, right? It all goes back to knowing Allah Subhanahu wa Taala. That when we say "La ilaha illallah," there is no God. But God. Right? Know what this entails that there is none free of need of any other whom all are in absolute need of except Allah. Right? Our hope is because we are in need of Allah. But we know that He is the most merciful. So, like our so our neediness entails complete hope in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala because there's, there's nothing else to hope in and we know that He is Allah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim but our neediness also entails that we realize that Allah is the Majestic Dhul Jalal right? and that He can do with us whatever He wills so we always have fear of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala as well And that's the reality of La ilaha no, There's none free of need of any other whom all are in absolute need of except Allah. So there's none to be hoped in but Allah. There's none to be feared except Allah both in good and bad. How does one live in accordance with this? This is Muhammadun Rasulullah. No one embodied hope and fear both to their fullest, like the Messenger of Allah I am the most knowing of you of Allah, said the Messenger of Allah, and I am the most fearful of you of of Allah. But yet, even in the most fear-inducing moments in his life, there is none who was more hopeful than the Prophet When the Sahaba were being tortured in Mecca, the Prophet would tell them that a time will come when a believing woman will, fear, will be able to travel from one end to, of, of the Arabian Peninsula to the other, to Sana'a, fearing nothing except the wolves on the way. And here we're being tortured in our own city. Why? Because this, the hope is not in these contingent events. It's in Allah Subh'anaHu Wa Taala. He left Mecca. Sayyidina Abu Bakr was really scared. He was walking all around the Prophet Sallallahu because he loved the Prophet. I mean, sometimes walk ahead of him, sometimes behind, sometimes left, sometimes right. Eventually the Prophet said, Bakir, Is everything okay? Why are you walking sometimes ahead, sometimes behind? And he explained why. Because he was afraid. But the Prophet was completely calm. In the cave. And right, they're at the foot of the cave. But he had no fear of them. Because he had complete hope in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. La tahzan inna ma'ana Do not fear. For truly Allah is with us. This is what we, what we live, these meanings of faith embodied by the Messenger of Allah. At the essence of the prophetic state is neediness to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Complete realization in what it means to be needy to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to grant us a true sense of of the realities of La Ilaha Illallah, with absolute hope, with absolute fear, with absolute neediness, and with absolute embodiment, or with absolute embodying, as best we can, of the realities of Muhammadun Rasulullah wasallallahu alayhi wa alihi wa sallam. والحمد لله رب العالمين. Thank you for listening to this Seekers Hub podcast. To listen to the rest of our shows, please visit seekershub.fm. You can also subscribe to our weekly email newsletter called Compass, where we'll send the best of Seekers Hub's content straight to your inbox every single week. To get on the list, visit seekershub.org slash compass.